High School Basketball is brought to you on Round Guy Radio by the following sponsors. Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore, Livestock Risk Management Partners of Minneapolis. 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Iowa. Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa. The Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. We have Andy McGuire, uh, Andy Kretzinger. Got two Andys. Uh, uh, we have the Kretzinger variety uh, with us. Andy, uh, as far as 3A goes, um, you may have been at one of the biggest games in the last uh, few years. Uh, um, yeah, for, for the SEC, for sure, there's not. Uh, I was at Keokuk tonight for Mount Pleasant Keokuk. It seems like the SEC has been competitive enough to where there's kind of a, a de facto conference championship game every year. Last year it was Mount Pleasant versus Burlington. Uh, this year it was Mount Pleasant at Kiaka, kind of. Now I'll explain. So uh, Mount Pleasant came into this one game above Keokuk and two games above Fort Madison since, Fort, since Keokuk knocked off Fort Madison in Keokuk on Wednesday. Uh, so if Mount Pleasant would have won tonight, um, then it would have been uh, – uh, clinched championship, uh, but it was all Keokuk. Uh, I actually need the final score, but it was 50-something to 30-something. Um, by the end of it, uh, I should have wrote down the final score. I got I got it tweeted out. Um, but uh, maybe I got it tweeted out. But um, yeah, uh, all Chiefs, uh, they started the um, first quarter on a crazy run, especially defensively. It was 19-3 to at the end of the first quarter, if you can believe that. Uh, Mount Pleasant got it all the way down to uh, eight or nine there in the second quarter, uh, and it was 11 at halftime, and then um, third quarter came out, and the third quarter looked exactly like the first quarter. Keokuk making shots, playing good defense. Mount Pleasant not only couldn't get anything to go in, but they really couldn't get a lot of good looks. Kia, it, it's a hard enough place to play, and Keokuk is so good down low because of, uh, of ja- Jackson Clark uh, down there. Um, that you can't get a lot of easy layups, but Mount Pleasant also wasn't getting easy shots from outside. There were a lot of air balls. It was just a uh, defensive clinic for the uh, Chiefs tonight. Oh, and I should say, that means that, well, you could, that means that Keokuk and Mount Pleasant are currently tied for first in the SEC. Okay. So they're tied. Yes. They're tied with, uh, with one game to go. Now, I would say, you know, based on, uh, based on the um, kind of the way the year has went, uh, Keokuk has a, a, a tough one. They just beat Fort Madison at home on Wednesday, but next Friday they have to go to Fort Madison. So now uh, we haven't got a final on Fort Madison and Washington tonight, but if Fort Madison does knock off the Demons, and that's a big if because uh, Washington's playing really good, um, then Fort Madison would still technically be alive in the conference chase on next Friday. Uh, Mount Pleasant plays at Fairfield, so... Um, let's, so if Mount Pleasant wins at Fairfield, they clinch at least a share of the title still. And if Keokuk wins at Fort Madison, they clinch at least a share. Um, and if, if one or two of them lose, that's when it gets a little uh, crazy there. But uh, So that's what it is. The, it's not excited. It's going to go out until the very last night. Man, uh, you got me dizzy with all yeah. those different possibilities uh, uh, and what's going on. I did see here... Uh, there's a report here. I'm, I'm on your page here, Southeast. Yeah, yeah. Hunter's sport. up the game. I haven't seen any tweets yet. He's got a, a 31-28 score uh, in the third. 
uh, four Madisons ahead. So it looks like it's a. Uh, it looks like it was tied uh, a little earlier than that, sixteen apiece. Uh, but that's as up to the the minute as we can get here. Uh, yeah, I bet that goes down to the wire. We had some pretty good games. The SEC is usually pretty competitive. I know that this year, you know, there weren't like the gods and claws or anything, but it was a little more spread out. Um, but but tonight kind of set up to where it was like, you know, Mount Pleasant was going to Keokuk, uh, Fort Madison was going to Washington, and then Burlington was going to uh, Fairfield. So you kind of got the, the feeling there might be some closeness. I thought the, the Mount Pleasant Keokuk game, I thought it was going to be a, a grinder right down to the final horn, but uh, but it was a uh, pretty pretty darn good uh, performance by Kia Kuk. All right. Well, uh, I got uh, Andy Kritzinger at the uh, uh, Kia game or Gilda game. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't heard from him. But I, I mean, they're playing Cardinals, so yeah. Kia, uh, two of our uh, two of our uh, teams in different conferences are our, our our whack job because uh, we have three teams that we cover in the, in the union, and there's only three of them. We've, we've got 15 schools. There's only three of them that are outside of the Southeast Conference and the Super Conference. So it's uh, Keokuk, Cardinal, Mid Prairie. Yeah, they're in that little kind of an island if you're not in the Southeast yeah. Super Conference. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's um, uh, let's talk about the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. Uh, yeah. A little bit here. Um, I'm just going to go matchup by matchup, and uh, uh, you have some. Uh, uh, a lot of these teams are your team. Not every one of them here, but. Uh, yeah. We, uh, uh, I, I got a pull out for all these games, uh, Lone Tree and Van Buren. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? And uh, um, I have no no idea what the score is or anything. Oh, yeah. I, um, I have no idea what the score is either. Um, well, I'll just say for all these games, the you know, the way it's set up. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm following the Mount Pleasant bus home here. Um, the way it's set up, every one of these games should be relatively close because – uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know, the shootout, the Southeast Iowa Conference uh, Super Conference shootout pits the number one team against the number one team in the north and south, number two against number two, three, three, you know, down the line there. So, uh, obviously, uh, Van Buren County uh, struggled to get a lot of wins in the south, same with Low Tree in the north. I would assume that would be a pretty close one. I think usually the south, uh, the last few years, has had a little upper hand, especially the bottom to the mid-tier of the south. So I would say that a lot of the South teams, which would be Van Buren County, would probably be favored tonight. Well, uh, um, I would you know, uh Lone Tree has this Italian exchange student. He's a six, 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 seven ish kid with a lot of skills, but um, he he has missed some games here lately. So I don't know if he played or if he didn't play. If he didn't play, I, I definitely would give Van Buren the edge. Uh, yeah. Although my my pollers here. Uh, uh, are picking Lone Tree at sixty-one and a half percent on that. Uh, but I've seen both teams play, and and uh, um, to say I, I I like uh, Van Buren's uh, chances in that one myself. Yeah, they got some shooters. Well, here's a couple of teams you, you uh, I believe you cover both of these teams, and according to my listeners, this is a close one. Uh, oh. But it's New London and Columbus. Oh, look at that! Yeah, that will be. Uh... That would be an interesting one. I don't know how that one is going either. I know that, um, uh, you know, New London had a rebuilding this year. They got a, they got um, a lot of young talent. I'm not sure if they've played um, yet, um, but uh, Columbus has been one of our more fun teams. That you know they've they've had some uh, pretty exciting games. Uh, I would say still that you know New, New 
I'd say New One probably a little favorite in that one. Uh, but I don't know. I saw I saw New One on a bad day. They, they uh, um, I saw him play at Danville a, a couple weeks ago, and uh, just wasn't their night. Kind of like Mount Pleasant at Keokuk tonight. So maybe I'm just picking the wrong uh, the wrong road trips. But um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. And then Columbus. I'm gonna go see the Columbus girls tomorrow in the uh, girls shootout, the uh, second place game. Okay. Well, um, uh, Columbus has actually uh, banged out a couple wins here. Uh, 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 they got a win against Lone Tree, and then they got a, uh, uh, another win against Highland. A couple back-to-back home wins there. Uh, um, New London hasn't won uh, in a month, according yeah, to Yeah, they haven't. Uh, I don't think they've won any. They got a look, some young. They're young and scrappy, you know. Columbus uh, very much improved. Uh, uh, I don't know who's going to win this game. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, but my listeners are are favoring New London by fifty three percent. So uh, um, I think it's a pretty close. Uh, I think it's anybody's ball game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean it's. It's the improve. It's the team that's been steadily improving the last couple of years versus the team that uh, you know lost all you know a, a state tournament t- uh, roster from last year. So we'll see. Uh, see if uh, it probably depends on how New London shooting. Honestly, that's kind of the thing that's kind of uh, came and went from this year. I think. Well, uh, the Danville Bears uh, are taking on Wapolo, uh, the Lambs kid. I don't know what um, is Wapolo one you cover or not. Is no, Wapolo's not. And neither is Danville, even though Danville's pretty close. Um, but I have seen Danville for sure, and they looked really good. I mean, really good when I saw them against New London. That might be the like, kind of when it starts to shift over to where the South, because Danville's kind of in that three, four, five range uh, in the South, and that's that's kind of where looking through the matchups uh, earlier this week, where I thought the South kind of had the, the big advantage there. Well, um. The Lands kid's been on fire. Uh, yeah. And Wobbolo may be the most improved team in the second half. Uh, but uh, Danville was much too much for them tonight. Uh, uh, and they got a 70-something to 30-something win here. Uh, too too big and too strong. Yeah. I, I think that would probably be uh, a theme in the in those, as I said, like those B-level games. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's more of a gap. There's just more of a gap between the, the top – couple of the north you know and then the kind of the well i guess that'd be more mid-tier of the north when you get down to wampolo well uh danville was favored to 73.3 percent here so uh they're pretty heavy favorites in this and and uh as usual our listeners are some of the most sophisticated around and uh they do a pretty good job of picking this now uh um they did a good job of picking this next game uh Although the percentage and how the game turned out is is very different here, uh, and this turned out to be um, what Jeff Mills said was maybe the game of the year for him, and it was L and M and Meepo. Oh yeah, was that uh, Me- Meepo's got a lot of bite. Yeah, well Meepo, you know, uh, smoking hot in the first half, and then um, you know between the, the 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 Christmas breaks and the snow outs and and the freeze outs and the ice outs and all that. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of time in the gym and they lost some timing. And I, I think they may have lost six games in a row or, or in that that ballpark, you know. Yeah. But then I've come back and, and with this tonight, they did get the win. Uh, uh, although it was a, a, a hard fought win, it's their third win in a row. So they got uh, 
this will be their third win in a row, but it was like a, a 62-59 or something like that in overtime. Uh, yeah. A win for Meepo. Uh, so, overtime, huh? That's, yeah, I mean, well, that was, oh, Jeff Mill said afterwards it was the game of the year. Yeah, he said, yeah, he, oh, said, he, he texted me the story, says this was, for me, the game of the year. Oh, that's funny. I also so said exciting. why you really that um, one and I think both of these two schools are just outside your coverage too, but but L and M's had, uh, played, had an exciting year, and they got some yeah. great players. But the but our listeners uh, called it correctly at a rate of ninety three point eight percent. But uh, I guess they were right. Um, yeah. Well, Hillcrest and Central Lee. Um, I have no. Uh, I don't have any score. Uh, I don't know who who's winning or who's losing. Uh, I should have stopped by that. I, I should have stopped by that. I'm driving by Central Lee School as we uh, as we speak. I think that was at Central Lee tonight, wasn't it? Did they host? Well, if well they're all in neutral sites. There's uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, New yeah, London have, is hosting some of the, the games, and I think the South, I think the South schools host. So I'm not sure if Central Lee hosts or they might have been at New London. I forget because they're double headers usually. Um, but uh, but yeah, well that's one you know Hillcrest. Hillcrest is as you know they they can hang with anybody because of the because of the shooters again now. Uh, Mason Bender's been uh, uh, playing exceptionally well. Um. Actually, I need to get a hold of his brother, uh, uh, Grant Bender. Did you know that uh, Grant Bender and uh, Lucas Kroll of, uh, of Washington from uh, a couple years back are the uh, scrimmage team that the Iowa women's basketball uh, team plays against? Are you serious? Yeah, so I need to, I'm going to get a hold of them here in a, you know, a couple, maybe this next week, uh, so we can do something out of the women's basketball tournament. I, I, they have, they released we'll the see roster. We'll interview with the kids, man. Uh, that would yeah. be awesome. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but anyway, yeah, I think, I don't know, obviously Hillcrest is our team, Central East just outside of our, our coverage area. I don't think I've seen Central East this year. I've seen I, him. Uh, I saw him early, early playing, um, uh, Sigurd and like dominating, man. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they started out the season hot. I think they're about a 500 team right now. Uh, yeah. uh, but everyone says that they got a lot of talent. They got a couple seniors and then a bunch of sophomores, so they're kind of a good mix of old and you know young. And uh, they got some height, and they got some size, and they got some shooters. So yeah, uh, um, I, I our listeners are at sixty six and seven uh, percent for uh, a Hillcrest. I guess two out of three are thinking Hillcrest, but. Uh, I don't. I mean, Hillcrest was playing real. They were like Meepo, playing real good at the beginning of the year, and then they've been kind of struggling lately. But maybe you know the the same is true as like with Meepo's. You know, now Meepo's on on tear, winning three in a row. Uh, yeah. Well, basketball is real streaky, and you know what is and as streaky as it is, once once the postseason really starts, which is what next late, uh, I guess late next week, uh, or the or early the next week after that. Once once it really. Uh, Starts up and it kind of resets a little bit, you know, some of those streaking teams because because the postseason just looks so much different. It's more of a possession by possession, but uh, but I think Hill, if I was a favorite, the Hillcrest would be one of the teams I wouldn't want to play because I'd be afraid they'd you know catch fire and just start knocking down a bunch of threes. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, but uh, that's not what I think. Usually in the 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 way that 
the league has went this year, usually the South's a little bit of a favorite in those ones. Yeah, well, um, I've seen Hillcrest when they're playing good, and they are very good. So, uh, it's but it's this is the beauty of these matchups, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love it. The shootout is such a great thing, and then you know they they do. I do really like how they do now, where um, where they have all the lower levels that aren't the first and second games played on one day, and then the championships are now played separately that way everyone can go watch them basically and so that's so tomorrow SCC will be the you know the hate to jump ahead but the the, the second place uh, game between Waco um, and Holy Trinity and the uh, first place game between uh, Winfield High Union and West Burlington and then you'll just see fans from all sorts of teams there you know to watch that uh, which is going to be pretty pretty crazy well uh, here's the game and it's it's one of, one of your teams and not one of your teams, uh, but it's one of your teams you know a lot about here, uh, and that's uh, Pekin and uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it is the Pekin game. Yeah, uh, um, that that is very that that's you know both of those teams I've seen uh, have shown that they can run with some of the top teams in their respective division, and they've had a couple of uh, of games where it just kind of been. Um, stinkers a little bit, so I always say that Pekin is uh, the probably the one of the top three basketball teams that we cover. That as far as um, improving, uh, Pekin is always the team. Uh, Pekin and Hillcrest are the two teams that you always see get that like three, four seed in their district, and then go on and take out the the one or whatever. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, that, that, I'll tell you what. Thinking about Pekin and Notre Dame brings me back to uh, I covered. Um, a game that was either the shootout, or I actually think it was the postseason tournament, uh, where uh, Brady Milliken, who graduated Pekin a few years ago, knocked down like nine threes at Notre Dame, and it was one of the one of the best performances I've ever seen. But I, I don't know what to expect out of uh, this year's showdown. I'm guessing it was probably pretty close. Well, uh, our listeners are not feeling this uh, as a close one as uh, eighty-eight point nine are picking Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is a tough draw, but uh, um, Pekin has at games played extremely well. They're nine and four in their conference. They're coming in here a uh, three uh, a seed going up against Notre Dame, which is a, a, a three seed. But Notre Dame is is got a lot of height and and a lot of size and a lot of shooters. Uh, um, but do you think Pekin's got a shot here? Oh, I definitely do. Pekin's just they've got the athletes. They've got they got a lot of hype themselves. Um, and so, you know, they were pretty new coming in this year. Had, had a lot of kids a little new to the rotation. I remember seeing them up at the uh, uh, the Mid-Prairie Jamboree. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I've seen Pekin. I've seen Pekin pull off. There have been some years at the, at the uh, shootout where I think it might have been maybe New London and Notre Dame were favored to win by a bunch at the uh, – uh, back when they used to have the championships in Iowa Wesley, I remember seeing Pekin just, uh, you know, kind of eviscerate whoever the, the South team they were playing was uh, on that night. So Pekin does well in these shootout games. It seems, anyway. I'd have to look, I'd have to look back. All right. Well, uh, we're up to tomorrow's matchups. Uh, definitely a team you cover here. Um, coming off a huge win uh, against Moravia. Uh, Waco and Holy Trinity are going to tango uh, round two uh, here in this matchup. Um, 
First, did you did you see anything or hear about the game? I watched the game, and so did Scotty. Kept Scotty up past his bedtime because of the overtime, but yeah, yeah, the Moravia game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was exciting. But you know what, Waco is uh, has a really good schedule for this time of year because they got to play at Winfield, which is obviously a tough game. Played them pretty tough. Uh, I think lost by six. Playing that game against Moravia, uh, which was that home or was that at Moravia? It was at Moravia. Yeah, so that's another tough team that you're playing on the road, and then playing Holy Trinity tomorrow. So, you, so they're getting you know iron. They, iron sharpens iron. It's got to be true because it's in the Bible. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Waco can beat anybody because they have size, they have athleticism, and they have uh, Hunter Hughes can can on, on you know he can go off for forty points. Um, so, uh, so Waco's a really dangerous team and it's those, those two games tomorrow are going to be, you know, some classics in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you what, I was trying to think of a better Waco memory than that game last night and nothing's really coming to mind. Uh, I remember things that are, are equal to it or as close to it, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, the thing is, is Hunter Hughes was out of the game at halftime. Oh, was he? It wasn't an injury, was it? No, he got two technical fouls, and oh no, there was some. Uh, uh, I don't know. The, the referees and uh, Coach Kissel were not on uh, Christmas card exchange list. Oh man, uh, you know you messed up if, uh, if you get Coach Kissel uh, off his uh, off his game. I was gonna say rocker, but that almost sounds like an old joke. That's not what I was. But game. look, man. <laughs> They rallied from like eight down without Hunter Hughes. Yeah. Um, everybody stepped up. Oswald stepped up. Uh, uh, Waterhouse of Pain stepped up. Licky stepped up. Uh, this ugly kid, he come in there. Um, uh, um, that Mason kid's throwing himself around here and there and everywhere. That rich kid stealing the ball. And he yeah, really didn't miss a beat without having Hunter in there. And yeah. uh, they showed me some metal, and they showed me some fortitude. And uh, uh, man, that was a big win. Um, and then that once they got it into overtime, man, they they really took it to them. But uh, yeah. that was that, an incredible win. You know what? That could be a blessing in disguise if your best player has to go out at halftime, and you're, that means your other kids get that much more experience. You know, in those kind of situations where they have to be the guy who takes the ball, and sometimes that happened. Uh, sometimes you have to do that in the big games. Uh, well, it was a, it was a big put. I mean, that was an impressive win, as I've seen uh, this year. A team win, a gritty win. You know, all those kind of down and dirty ways to win a game um, happened, including you know hitting a shot at the buzzer and put it into overtime. You know. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go back and. Uh, and watch that on and Wake Aware Live was there, right? Yeah, they uh, they were there, you know, and it was really you know, I mean we and Scotty were texting back and forth, you know, a little bit halftime and, and he was because I didn't really realize I mean I, I saw him call a technical foul on Hunter. Uh, um and I don't know what he did. I, I mean I, I surprises me because I don't uh, I remember seeing him getting thrown out of games before, but uh yeah. um and and he texted me like that was his second one and and he, he wouldn't be come back and they were we were kind of like oh man uh, 
I mean, do we even want to watch the second half here without Hunter, you know? Um, because Moravia was playing like unbelievable, you know? I mean, they were just, I mean, they were, I mean, they were, they were defensively super strong and they were shooting threes left and right. And that Throck Martin kid and that quarterback helmet was uh, just knocking. Oh, man, they had it going on. Uh, but you know what? That, that could be, by the way, they're going to have to send probably Wake, you know, Waco Winfield or, or Kyoto or someone down, you know, one, one way or the other. Moravia might be a team that sneaks into one of these, uh, you know, districts or sub-states here uh, that they're coming out here uh, early next week. But well, you uh, might be seeing Moravia again. But let, let me tell you, brother, Holy Trinity is pretty good. Uh, and they got a lot. Uh, and uh, our listeners are favoring them uh, slightly. Slightly. 53.8% uh, Holy Trinity uh, in this poll. Uh, uh, I can say Holy Trinity's got a lot. Uh, they got Luke, uh, the Skywalker, who turns into yeah. cool, cool hand Luke at the last couple minutes. Yeah, we can. They got this Galen kid that is just a scoring machine, and he's a big man down there. And uh, uh, Adam Subcheck, uh, he leads the state in uh, uh, assists. Um, Galen's got the uh, uh, school record for block shots. Um, um, Hellage has got the record for um, most points in the history of the school. Uh, you know, you got the upper rung and the lower rung. Everything comes from that Maxwell rung. Um, they they're uh, they got a couple guys that can come in and contribute. They don't. They're not what you'd call deep. Uh, yeah. But they're in good shape and they're big boys. And uh, this is a big time matchup. What are you thinking about this? Yeah, well, also, uh, this is the first time in a little while the Holy Trinity has been to this, the top two in the South thing. Uh, and they've been slowly improving, slowly improving, you know, the last couple of years. So I bet that the environment for Holy Trinity is is, is ruckus because, uh, you know, the t schools, when they make their first trip in a while to this super conference, I know they're not technically in the championship, they're in the second place game, but it's like the, the showdown, uh, big night. Uh, you know they they travel well, so I would would guarantee it's uh, you know it's a huge game for them, um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, I think that's going to be. I mean, we remember how close the games were last year. I think you know that that's that's going to be like at uh, um, pretty similar this year. Well, um, I agree with that. There's a lot of enthusiasm there with Holy Trinity, and they're. They're playing like they got a chip on their shoulders. And, and Coach Hellage is not here for the second-place trophy, man. I mean, he is in it to win it, you know. He wants to go – he wants to win this game. He wants to win the in the playoffs. He wants to win at Substate. He wants to go to the Unidome. And uh, he may have the horses to get there. Yeah, it's true. Well, not to the Unidome because the uh, – Well, uh, Fargo. the Wells Fargo Arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. You know, uh, God, I always talk about this probably every single time we talk at this time of year, but I just love when they put the bracket out and I can kind of figure out, like, oh, Holy Trinity's going to play against, you know, Notre Dame in this round or Waco's going to play against Kyoto in this round. So uh, we're going to have some really good games in that tournament, assuming that they keep a lot of these teams together, which they have to because they're in South style. 